You're listening to Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club Podcast. Are you so proud that I have this all done? Are you so proud of the dance I'm doing to it? <laughs> if you can't see it, it's like a 90s doing Hippie. the wave. I'm doing the wave with my arms. Oh man, it's like a De La Soul video. Oh my God. I love that I finished these. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. They're very, they're very new and exciting. Yes, they're so different. We're talking about our show intro. <laughs> You're welcome. To give you a visual, we are sitting in a podcasting studio and what we do is Nomi plays that off her phone. She connects it to the thing. And I can't touch any of the cords because um, then the fickle. Yes, including my headphones. So really? like, yeah, so we just finished our Riverdale Rewind podcast, which you can find on WCCBCharlotte.com. Make sure you check it out. Brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Um, so we just finished that. And she mentions that her headphones are super loud or something like that. I don't know. It was like some kind of like movement. You're like, hey, my headphones. Oh, yeah. Mine were loud. It was really loud. And I'm like, I don't hear really anything and it's because my headphones were not fully like plugged, oh, in. plugged in oh well the, i mean it was plugged in but you gotta like jiggle the wire a little bit we're not tech savvy <laughs> that's why we come here so um, also nomi projects so if nobody projects onto a microphone you got to keep the volume down. <laughs> it's like Shut if up, you ever need so an loud. announcer for something nomi projects i don't even need a microphone she doesn't <laughs> um so anyways, we are the Nancy Drew Mystery Book Club podcast. You know what? I'm really digging the Nancy Drew show. I am too. It is now my favorite. It has replaced a lot of favorites on CW. I used to like the mystery aspect of Riverdale. And as I complained about in the last podcast, I feel like it's going a little too wonky. So I really like this is kind of a straightforward with bits of supernatural mystery. And I like it. Yeah. I really like it. it. I love a ghosty thing. And... There's so many things that are happening, and I have to say, okay, first of all, who I want to just jump right into the episode. Do who it. Who is being haunted? Is it Ryan or Everyone. is it the Drews? Everybody is haunted because we see that George is haunted. George is haunted by something completely different, though. That's still haunted. Yeah, but I'm talking about Lucy. Or oh, Lucy Sable? Yes. Um, who is she, who is she well, haunting? Is it is she haunting Ryan and that family, or is she haunting the Drew family, or are they of the same family? Which could, could be, be a possibility. There's still a lot of questions about the mother. Um, my my boss Jeff said a funny thing yesterday. This is good. So the original Mr. Drew was Freddie Prince Jr. And now he has signed on to play the ex-husband of Punky Brewster. No. And the Punky Brewster reboot thus could perhaps Nancy Drew's mother be Punky Brewster. What? <laughs> that would be stupid. It's not, but they're not related. But I was like, that's, that's a pretty good one, Jeff. Also, stop rebooting things. Let Punky live. She's a divorced single mom. Yeah. Like, what the heck? That ruins childhood dreams. Right. <laughs> Don't leave her alone. Punky Brewster is happy and she still lives with her dad and wears a, a puffy rainbow jacket. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Freddie Prince Jr. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I didn't I didn't think about her haunting Ryan, but because it seems to like it seems to be haunting the Drew family because at the end you see that creepy scene where she's on the roof like a movie. Right. Yeah. And, and or she's on the ceiling and she drips water onto right. Scott Clark. Not Scott Clark. Oh, my Scott God. Wolf. <laughs> Scott Clark is the sponsor of other podcasts. Scott Wolf. <laughs> 
I wonder if they can get him a cameo on the show. Right, exactly. Um, she needs to get her car fixed. <laughs> I mean, it could be the house that's haunted as well. But, I mean, she is following Luce, or she's following Nancy all over the place. She's yeah. following Drew. She's following Ryan. Ryan's seeing her and experiencing her. Um, and where did Ryan grow up where it was totally appropriate to be walking around somebody else's house without permission? I don't know. I, I well, he was in whose house? The Drew house. house. Oh, and he hears thumping. Oh, and so he follows upstairs to the thumping, the stepping around, the banging, and opens up the door to Nancy's room, and there's nothing there. I think that that Lucy Sable is haunting like this situation, like the connection between. I think that there's a connection. All of it's connected, but we don't know it yet. And so it seems disconnected because it seems like we've solved the whole situation with the Tiffany Hudson thing kind of. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think we'll know, but there's something that the dad is hiding something and the mom took something to the grave. I think um, especially cause Nancy's like, where's the dress? And we saw him burn the dress last episode. Um, but since this is Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club, we want to make sure to tie in our book of the week was one we already talked about in the first episode. It's Nancy Drew and the Mystery, The Secret of the Old Clock. Yes. Secret of the Old Clock. It's the first Nancy Drew book. And I love that they brought so much of it in. So they show the, the secret package that had been hiding in her mom's car, which is still weird. Why? Well, it's because the mom was the social worker of Nick. Um, and, and, and this clock was hidden in her old car so the nick could find it by tiffany um but it is the old clock from the book which is really cool it looks exactly like it too a little bit smaller but it was um it was it was neat that they the clock hid the clue the clue like it did in the book yes and which you know originally i was like oh well the will is in the clock yeah you know but no it was the key that was hidden in the clock and they used only connections that Nick would know mm-hmm. to be able to solve the mis- mystery, and was it was hidden in the wine cellar. Yes, and they solved mysteries pretty quickly with like no wrong tries in this book or in the show because, like, it kind of reminded me of like Dan Brown's um, what's it the uh, the Tom Hanks movie. Uh, I can't think of it now. Dan oh, Brown's. Um, the, oh. I would look it up on my phone, but I can't move the wires i'll look it up but so the it like where he has to break um codes oh he does um, it like immediately uh what is that movie i'm looking it's always on amc and brown tom hanks film why is this the da vinci code yeah yeah would never have got i don't know why i was thinking like national treasure but national treasure is another example too so my point is like they're like oh there's this sequence of numbers what could it be? And they're like, man, they get it real quick and there's no like wrong try. Like I couldn't even get my yoga locker open the other day and I made up the code <laughs> and they're like, wait, I got it. It's behind the bricks. It's behind the wine. It's this material. And number. they're doing this so fast to be able to get out of that room, to run out the door. So then they wouldn't get caught. All of which they're, they're standing feet away. Oh, yeah. So the whole yeah, the whole situation we're talking about here is they're in the basement of the Lilac Inn, which is where Tiffany had hid a secret clue for um, Nick. And but she like left out like instead of just be straightforward, people. Lord, yeah. like I just be like, I'm, I hid it under my doorstep. OK, mm-hmm. um, like, I wonder if she does that with her hide keys, too. <laughs> 
I want you to water my plants. Here are codes. Here are codes. Remember that book we read five years ago when you were in jail? Open to page 119. It's it's from Goosebumps. But what Goosebumps? <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, so the, while they're, like, crashing bottles of wine and, and um, taking bricks off a wall, Scott Wolf and her dad and Ryan are, like, just feet away. Yes. And somehow they escape, but she leaves a footprint because she got wine all over her shoes mm-hmm. that she spilled. So her dad knows Drew Carson. He knows that she was at the scene with her shenanigans again. Which she's grounded. She's grounded. She's so grounded. But I do like how that mystery, I do like, my only complaint is I feel like they tied up a lot of ends pretty soon on. We're only, what, episode three? Yes. Um, Which means I guess there's a lot more mystery to um, be had in the show. And I like that they are referencing a lot of the books. I think a lot of the different things are from books that maybe we just haven't read yet because we are not going to read all these books. Um, but they they do kind of keep to her style of like, she's a headstrong, I'm going to do this even though I shouldn't. Um, and they do have the relationship of like, no matter what she does wrong, her father still loves her, but like it's a whole different dynamic. Um, those two are like competing forces in this show. And I think that's interesting twist. What do you think uh, Ryan is needing the money so badly for? I don't know. And I think it may have something to do with the Lucy Sable thing. Because we remember in the very first episode, the pilot episode, where he's meeting with those four other guys. Oh, yeah. They're gangsters. Yes. I wonder if it has something to do with that. I feel like they have a secret lobster fishing ring. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I watch that show, I'm like, I want a bowl of hot chowder and yes and yes with some oyster crackers mm, like a clam chowder Ugh. that's a, the whole time i'm sitting there like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna find that this weekend <laughs> <laughs> that diner looks really good like if i was around there I'd, i would definitely go to the diner all the time yes um but i don't know he's clearly into some risky business and um having to he probably owes some he probably owes money to somebody but i think again i think it's all tied into the whole um, Lucy Sable case um, and then I think somehow that's all tied into her mother yes um, I also liked the whole thing we referenced this earlier about being haunted so I picked up on this I don't know if you picked up on it that, that Rita came into the um, see at first I the did di- not the diner and I was like I picked up on the she was odd and she was dressed retro and now they all kind of have a retro vibe on the show. But in my back of my mind, I was like, this show is like a ghosty show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really different. And she's dressed really retro. I was like, I wonder if she's like a ghost or something. At first, I, I thought of her as just a waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as she got more involved, I even tweeted out. I'm like, why is she so involved when she just came in to apply for a position? Now, did she talk to anybody else? Did you notice that by chance? Yes. She talked to the rich chick. What's oh, her name? Uh, Bess. Bess. She talked to Bess and was um, going through the application. So she did talk to other people in the room, which means that they could all be haunted at some point or, you know, it's just the, well, the it's town. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the town. Uh, we also find out that George, when growing up, that her mom was also very superstitious. Go figure since, yeah. you know, the history of her father. Um, but she used to put salt rings around her high chair oh wow 
Like, and that's why she was sitting in the high chair, essentially, so because a stool. I wonder if Rita knew her mom. And again, though, I'm thinking of like, well, Rita looks like she's from the 50s and their mothers are all clearly from 2000, as we have been made <laughs> yeah. to understand. Well, that's why Rita makes the the notion of like, hey, stay in the salt rings. Yeah. And that's when the door opens up and the fire goes around the salt and yeah. all of that stuff. Why do you think so many weird... Uh, do you think that George is cursed and that's why so many weird things were happening? It was kind of like Final Destination where they kept uh, she kept avoiding death. Well, you know, it, it deals with the blood in the bucket. Now, we don't know much about that particular curse. Yeah. Ever since she got the blood in the bucket, all of a sudden she's about to die. I do like that they are... They're developing a lot. They they like cast a lot of strings out, a lot of lines out at the beginning of the show, and they are developing the characters continually. As instead of like we develop the characters, then we dive dive them into the plot. It's like you kind of are getting to know these characters through the different crazy plot lines that have been happening. So I I like that about the show. I think they're doing a nice job with, um, you know, you're, it's making you care about each character and they're and you're starting to realize like not just one is a lead like nancy's the lead but you, you're you're invested into each plot line of each, each character story. yeah which i really thought was sweet speaking of you know the main characters that ace stepped up hit up uh nancy and was like hey i need your help with something and took her over to Bess her van yeah and where there and was a did, tree branch. And she it. did find that ring. Yeah, and she pocketed it. So, and then Bess was, now, wasn't she given the ring or was she, did she steal it? So, Bess, her criminal background mm-hmm. was stealing. Okay. So, I wonder if she took the ring without anybody really noticing it. Whether yeah. it's when she first was approached her or something like in the restaurant, but she didn't go in the restaurant. I need to like go back and see that scene with Tiffany. I thought she had it on when she was holding that plate of bland food. I don't don't remember if you're listening, let us know if you remember. Um, So yeah, we still have a lot of storylines to, cause we have the whole ace is he's an informant. We have all that to, kind of developed so this episode it seemed to kind of close out at least like part of the plot with tiffany but it not everything obviously but we i think we keep uh deepening the mystery of what her dad has to do with lucy sable and i'm right. curious to find that out her mom being a social worker it could be all tied in mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know yeah it could be ryan's ex-girlfriend who was pregnant mm. Oh, yeah. Did we learn about something like that? No. no. I'm the, predicting. Okay. Uh, um, and he, like, pushed her off the cliff because she was pregnant. But he is really... But there is something there that he's hiding because he was so adamant about getting that money. And then he's, like... The whole thing about, like, do you have reason to believe it wasn't natural causes? He's like, no. He just wants it to be, like... He wants her death to be just, just done. Just done. Just, you know, under the rug. So that I find to be interesting because he obviously is pushing it fast paced and clearly tiffany has seen lucy before Uh she because she always was spooked every time you would see anything about her she seemed spooked oh i see what you say okay yeah she did seem like a little off um 
my <laughs> iPad thinks I'm talking to it. <laughs> this is funny. The setup that we're in this podcasting studio and I've got my iPad in front of me and it's like, it thinks I said its name. Siri. <laughs> I didn't say Siri. Shut up. <laughs> so weird. So, it's so haunted. All, uh, we were talking about Lucy Sable. It didn't happen again. She's right behind you <laughs> on the ceiling. That's funny. Oh, my God. This is kind of creepy room. Okay. We should probably we wrap, should wrap it up, up anyways. Hey, if anyone has any recommendations of good mystery books we should read, let us know. We are uh, looking for always some good ones, and we're hoping to have some cool guests and everything on this show. Yeah, and coming up, so we um, are planning next month's episode, so make sure you hit us up. I'm at Nomi Burton. I'm at Jessica Barilla. And we, uh, yeah, we would like to know any recommendations. I touched this wire, so I don't know if this outro is going to sound great. <laughs> well, we can always sing it. No. I don't know this sing. song. I only know the Riverdale song. But <laughs> predictions <laughs> of for next episode. Um, for next episode, I think we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the what the dad has to do with the Lucy Sable plot. Although I could be wrong because they're kind of just peppering that in. Um, but I do like that they're just slowly pushing forward this mystery. And I like this show so far. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite new CW show. The only other new one is Batwoman. <laughs> I'm sorry, Batwoman. You're not doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how awkward you were for that. Yep. So, all right. New intro out. New outro. <laughs> so dramatic intro out nancy drew's mystery book club on wccb charlotte cw